Jesus Christ according to John. Jesus said, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that I came down from heaven, not like that which your ancestors ate, and they died, but the one who eats this bread will live forever. The Gospel of the Lord. Be seated. There's an awful lot of yawns out here, I'm just saying. There were three people in a row in the first five rows that made, I'm sorry, that, is that not kind to say that? I apologize, I'm sorry. This was, Rick was, the, no, I'm just kidding. No. What are we going to do when we go back to 9 o'clock, come to 11? That's what we'll do. Um, this is our third Sunday of I Am the Bread of Life, and indeed there are, I think, at least two more um, of I Am the Bread of Life. It's almost like I Am the Good Shepherd, which goes on for quite a while in the lectionary cycle, and you just sort of run out of things that you really want to say, even though it's very important, and I'll touch on it just so slightly in a moment. But um, I don't… <clears throat> John and I were talking about this this morning. I don't… I, I lose sleep over sermons, all right? I go to bed at 12 or 1 o'clock and then wake up and that's… But last night, I went to bed at 10. But I woke up at 4 thinking about the sermon, and he said he's the opposite. He, it's the opposite for him. And, and so, the reason that I woke up at 4 is because I was completely convicted to change everything that I'd thought about the entire week. So, if this sermon's really bad, come and talk to me this week, and I'll give you a good one on I am the bread of life, okay? <laughs> we live in a world now, thanks to Madison Avenue, that talks all the time about a key phrase that I want you to think about. It's servant leadership. That's the phrase that we hear all the time, servant leadership, a phrase I dare say that we wouldn't have were it not thanks to our Lord Jesus Christ. But there it is. But there were forerunners, and today we have David, 
and Solomon. David has passed away, and his son Solomon is seated upon the throne, and we have these forerunners of leaders that we see, and we want them to be our leaders. Because when we hear Solomon say to the Lord, I'm a humble servant, I'm but a child, I don't even know how to come out and to go in, and this is a many-numbered people, how can I possibly serve you? And God bestows upon him the many great gifts that we hear about as Solomon the wise, and David too. There's a key phrase that happens in your reading this morning. I'm not going to ask you to take out your bulletin because you'll all get mad at me if I do that. So, it says, give your servant, this is David, I'm sorry, Solomon talking to God, give your servant, therefore, an understanding mind to govern your people, able to discern between good and evil, for who can govern your great people? Now, you're not going to hear a political sermon, so don't worry about it. But here's what you're going to hear. That verse has been chosen by many presidential candidates. Presidential candidates choose a verse when they're sworn in. And my favorite one that ever chose it, remember I said this wasn't going to be a political sermon, was Matthew Vincente Santos on the West Wing. So there it is. See, it's not political at all. He's in the car with President Bartlett, who was the best president we've ever had. And he says to him, what, what verse have you chosen? And he says, give your servant, therefore, an understanding mind to govern your people, able to discern between good and evil. We've grown up in a very difficult world. It's hard times all over the place right now. Many things are difficult as we look out. And we want to copy and mimic servant leadership. I myself want to do that as your priest, as your friend, as whatever, a family member. I want to be a servant before all things. Yet, nine times out of ten, I'm going to choose the law and not grace. Now, for those of you that think, oh, come on, you're being silly, how many of you are parents? Raise your hands. How many of you will use the law within two or three hours of the sermon today? <laughs> Y'all are not being honest over here. Come on. Yeah. A stick and a carrot. That's how we do it. You do this, you get this. Don't do that, this is the punishment. That's how we raise children. Some say you raise them with grace. I say they're being foolish. I've tried. <laughs> Have you met my son? No. So, um, seriously, seriously, it really does work. Uh, I remember one time, this is a completely different sermon than I preached earlier this morning. Sorry, John. I remember one time I was on my way back from Sewanee, and my wife had said that my son had caused a great fuss, and we didn't know what to do, and we were thinking about what should we do to handle this. And I called a friend of mine who was a therapist, a child therapist, and I said, what should I do? And he said, um, don't do anything. I don't understand. Should I not? Like, we, I've… I, we've grounded him, we've punished him, and that doesn't work. What's the next step? Because, yeah, none of that worked. Don't do anything. 
disengage. Give him grace. And it worked. Jesus Christ today is the archetype of servant leadership. He hangs on a cross and he looks down at the people that are there and he says, forgive them. They don't know what it is that they do. So you can rule by law. Thank God we have traffic laws. I've seen how few of you drive. But grace is the way. Give your servant an understanding heart to rule your people. Do it with grace. Whether you're a manager, whether you're a fireman, whether you're a paramedic, a policeman, a youth minister, a manager, whatever it is that you are, I'm looking at different people who have different jobs, a school teacher, whatever it is that you do, grace is the only thing that has ever affected the human race positively for them to be the people that they are in the sight of Jesus Christ. That's it. Nothing else. Now, I've preached it. I've said it. I've come before you right now. Jesus Christ says today, I am the bread of life. They were astonished when He said that. They were, they were sick because when you say, I am the flesh and my blood is drink indeed, <laughs> 2,000 years ago, it just didn't go over too well. But I can promise you this. The only thing that has ever changed me as a human being time and time again, is when someone has said, I forgive you. It's okay. Come and be a part of me. Be with me. It's the only thing that's ever worked. Everything else has failed. Because you can rule me with the law, and ten minutes later, I'll forget about it. But if you tell me that I love you and it's okay, that I will never lose. If you look upon the cross and you hear, forgive them, for they know not what it is that they do, and you think about it at the moment that you judge with the law or that you sin, then all things are wiped away and gone. Today, I wonder, who is your leader? Who are you following? Won't you come with me today and let us partake of this bread and this wine, this body and this blood? And walk out, with, will, you know, walk out with me, if you will, with just one word, and that word is grace, before all things. Amen.